is off the ball breakfast. G-Mac on G-Mac. Oh, Jesus. Are you a tattoo kind of guy? Tattoos, uh, no tattoos. <laughs> the fact that I'm doing an impression beside Conor Murray here is ridiculous. Subscribe to the Off the Ball Breakfast podcast on the Off the Ball app now. Rugby Daily on Off the Ball with Deliveroo. Get top local restaurants delivered to your door. Deliveroo. Food. We get it. Welcome to Friday's Rugby Daily. My name is Richie McCormack and on the way we hear from James Ryan ahead of tomorrow's World Cup warm-up with England. Just don't let him hear you call it a warm-up. Andy Farrell goes to bat for his son and we get the opinion of Ronan O'Gara on the Owen Farrell drama. And Wales are forced into a host of changes for their meeting with the Springboks. Rugby Daily is brought to you in partnership with Deliveroo. Get top local restaurants delivered to your door. Deliveroo. Food. We get it. First up today is Ireland's meeting with England tomorrow at the Aviva. Definitely not a warm-up, according to Captain James Ryan. Yeah, very important. Um, and that's been the chat all week. You know, it's never been. Uh, this has never been a, a warm-up game as such for us. Um, it's been very much uh, a test match, um, and that's the way we've prepared for this game all week. Um, that's that's where the focus has been. Um, so it's important um, that we get the the right performance that we're looking for tomorrow, and we take a step forward from the Italy game. Um, See a lot of guys' first first appearance now of the summer, um, so um, it's going to be tough. But um, no, we're not going to make any excuses. We need to make sure that we uh, we take a step forward for the group um, and we put in a performance tomorrow that will give us confidence heading to Biarritz next week uh, with the competition. You know, with the World Cup coming coming around the corner quickly. Ryan will captain the team from the second row where he's partnered by Tyg Byrne. It's a team that veers close to full strength with Andrew Porter, Dan Sheehan and Tyg Furlong in the front row. At blindside is Peter O'Mahony, Josh van der Flyers on the open and Kean Prendergast makes his first Ireland start at number eight. Head coach Andy Farrell says the 23-year-old deserves his opportunity. I just see improvement all the time. You know, he, he, came, to, he came to New Zealand with us uh, very raw. Um, came back uh, into Connacht and... Uh, to be fair, he's always been a standout performer week in, week out for Connacht. Uh, just because of his fight, his want, his energy, he's, he's, a, he's a warrior of a type of a, a player. You know, he's fit, tough, uh, but there's all sorts of uh, different parts of his game that he's need to tidy up. And over the last eight weeks, we've, we've seen that in, in abundance, you know, so I'm excited to see him play at the weekend. There's a very familiar look to the Ireland backs tomorrow with Hugo Keenan at full back. Mac Hansen and James Lowe are on the wings. In the centre, Gary Ringrose is partnered by Bundyaki. Ross Byrne gets the chance to stake his claim at out half and Jemison Gibson Park is at scrum half. Keith Earls will make his 100th Ireland appearance off the bench. In tribute, Mac Hansen has shaved Keith Earls' initials into the side of his head. Farrell this week released Munster Joe, Gavin Coombs and Calvin Nash, Ulster Lock Kieran Treadwell, Leinster centre Jamie Osborne and Connacht scrum half Quail and Blade back to their provinces. His final squad is scheduled to be named on Monday week and the head coach has been asked what goes into trimming the final few players from his travelling party. We obviously are close and we've 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 um, been juggling with it all the all the way through obviously and we've We've known in the in in the background what 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 that sh- should or could or could look like, but at the same time, um, have a look what, what what's been happening week in week out, you know, and you know different permutations on, you know, who's fit, who doesn't perform, etc. You know, the it, it changes your mind all the time because of, you know, that guy could be a utility player, for example, he covers, you know, three or four, four or five positions, etc. So. 
uh, we'll see how we go after this weekend again and, and next. Jack Conan, Ronan Callagher and Dave Kilcoyne are all missing this week and Farrell's given an update on their respective fitness. Uh, Jack is, is still ongoing. Um, him and uh, David Kilcoyne and uh, Ronan Keller, uh, they're not long term. Whether they're going to be fit for next week or not, um, we don't quite know. Probably, probably not. Will they be fit for the start of the World Cup and available for selection? Definitely yes. Perhaps understandably, there's no Owen Farrell in the England matchday squad for their trip to Dublin. Instead, George Ford will start at out half in one of six changes from their win over Wales. There's another in the half-backs where the injured Jack Van Portfleet is replaced by Ben Youngs. Anthony Watson comes in for Henry Arundel on the wing, with Manny Tuolagi in an inside centre for Ollie Lawrence. Ellis Genge replaces loosehead Joe Marler, and David Ribbons is in for George Martin in the second row. That England team in full has Freddie Stewart at full-back, Anthony Watson and Elias Daly are on the wings. Joe Marchant, as I mentioned, partnered by Manu Tuolagi in the centre. George Ford and Ben Youngs are the halfbacks. Ellis Genge, Jamie George and Will Stewart make up the front row. It's Maro Itoje and Toulon's David Ribbons in the second row. Courtney Laws captains the side from blindside flanker. Ben Earl is on the open and Billy Vunapola will start at number eight. In case you missed it, World Rugby have appealed against Owen Farrell's let-off earlier this week. The England captain will face an independent appeal committee early next week after the red card he received against Wales was downgraded to a yellow. One man who hasn't been happy with some of the discussion around Farrell is his father Andy. What's my thoughts on it? I mean, yeah, on do, the, does it really matter? In terms of player safety, uh, Ireland are very big on, on player safety and that. Did, of course uh, we are. Yeah. Um, yeah. So just any thoughts or comments on, on the decision? Well, whatever I say anyway is probably flawed anyway because I know what you're talking about, you know. And when, when you're talking about uh, somebody's son and you're asking them the question, it's always going to be flawed there, so what does that really matter, you know? Um, probably, probably, you know, I don't, I don't normally say too much because of, because of that type of reason, you know, about, about my son, um, but... What I probably would say at this moment in time that the circus that's gone in around all of this is absolutely disgusting, in my opinion, disgusting. And I suppose um, those people that have loved the, 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 the time in the sun get a few more days to, to keep going at that. Another who feels the situation has become something of a circus is Lara Shell head coach Ronan O'Gara. No one has been put through the the grind like this you know I don't re- recall uh, you know e- even when there has been um, you know I mean malicious acts of foul play you know the game is getting safer there's cameras everywhere I was listening to people talking about you mean I don't want my son playing the game if that's the way the game is going but like when I played the game people used stamping each other's heads you know and that wasn't a rarity that's what happened the game is getting uh, players' welfare is of the utmost importance. I'm coaching. You have to respect that. There's no place in the game for headshots, and there's. I think the areas and the progression around concussion have been so positive, but all of a sudden this has turned into uh, well, by the fact I suppose that I think everyone expected uh, him on to miss a, a game or two but move on now it's all back in the melting pot and it's uh, mentally must be very very difficult for the player and his I think um, mental welfare has to be taken into account too it's, it cannot be easy I think uh, it could have been avoided in the fact that um, I mean he gets 
uh, a little suspension and, and everyone moves on. You can hear that full chat with Ronan O'Gara from this morning's OTB Breakfast, which is available, of course, by subscribing to Off The Ball. Eddie Jones has had to reshuffle his coaching staff with the Wallabies ahead of the World Cup. Attack coach Brad Davis resigned before the squad left for Europe this week. Davis had only been appointed in May, with Rugby Australia saying he'd return to the UK to deal with a personal matter. Instead, Jones will be reunited with Mark Riles, with whom he briefly worked while still England head coach. Riles quit his job as England skills coach after just six months in 2021 due to travel restrictions related to COVID-19. Since then, he's been working in rugby league's NRL with the Sydney Roosters. Jones has described him as the most sought-after coach in the NRL. He will add immensely to our coaching staff, said Jones, and help prepare the players to win the Rugby World Cup. This despite Riles never having worked as an attack coach before. Just before they departed from Australia, Jones endured what he called the worst press conference ever. Here's just a taster. I love this negativity. It's fantastic. I love it. Love it. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. What was the real, what have you seen? Oh, nothing, mate. We're terrible. You know we're terrible. Just tell us we're terrible. And we'll most, prove you wrong. Who are you most looking forward to unleashing at the World Cup? Uh, you know, I think we're going to have a, a mighty back row. I think young Hooper's progressed really nicely over the period of time. If you look him in the first test against South Africa, you know, he was struggling to make a tackle and by... By the end of the rugby championship, he made 20 tackles, carried over the top of the all-black forwards, and that's that's the progression this team's going to make. But obviously, you blokes don't think that. Um, I can feel this negativity coming out. I can't. I've got to wash myself off, boys. I've got to wash myself off because it's just sticking, sticking to me. On Wednesday's Rugby Daily, I brought you the team Wales named to play the Springboks this weekend. Well, Warren Gatlin's been forced to get the tipex out to that team sheet a couple of times since that pod went live. A tight hamstring saw fullback Liam Williams replaced by Kai Evans, son of Yian, who's promoted from the bench to make his test debut. Out half Dan Bigger is withdrawn due to a back problem and Sam Costello comes in for him at out half. Tom Rogers, who was only promoted to the bench yesterday, now finds himself starting on the wing in place of Alex Cuthbert. Finally, Italy received a timely piece of good news this week with Ange Capuazzo returning from injury. He's back after six months out to start at fullback for the Atsuri's game with Romania tomorrow. Capuazzo hasn't played since sustaining a shoulder injury in the Six Nations defeat to Ireland. The Garbisi brothers, Paolo and Alessandro, start together for the first time. And Ivan Nemer returns to the team after serving a six-month ban for a racist incident involving his Benetton Treviso teammate, Sherif Traore. That's it for today's and indeed this week's Rugby Daily. Don't forget to subscribe to the OTB Daily feed for all of these podcasts first and indeed free. My name is Richie McCormack. I'll have more Rugby Daily for you with lots of reaction from the weekend's games on Monday. Till then, thanks for listening and have a great weekend.